Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. James Regan and Kimberly Downs with us this morning. James Regan, if I can start with you, uh, announced uh, basically uh, yesterday from uh, Cameron George, CEO of the Warriors, only nine home games for Mount Smart in 2023, which I think is a little less than people were hoping for. Yeah, disappointing is probably the first thing that obviously comes to mind. And whatever you, whatever club you support or wherever you stand on the Warriors, even as a Warriors fan, you can't argue how much of an impact the past couple of years have had on the club. And, and it's been great to hear over the past couple of years, the likes of Andrew Abdo and Peter Volandes and even, you know, you, you Gus Gould come out and say, we want to do more for the Warriors and, and give back. And then to hear that they're going to have nine games at Mount Smart and a couple around the country is, is extremely frustrating for the fans, for the club, for players, for staff who have given up so much. So, um, but when you look at it, is it unexpected from the NRL? Probably not, um, which is the most disappointing thing out of all of it. So they'll, they'll find a way to make it work and make it entertaining, but it, it's extremely disheartening and disappointing that they haven't been given something extra, even just a couple of extra home games to, to thank them for what they've done over the past couple of years. Bizarre. Yeah, to me... Yeah, I, I think it's a bit, bit bizarre as well, uh, Kimberly Downs, when, you know, you, you see the sides like the, um, was it the Bulldogs went into the dressing room to personally thank the Warriors for everything that they've done. You kind of get the feeling that there's a feel-good feeling for them, but when the business is done at the end of the day, it's uh, not going to favour them at all by the look of it. Morning, Jimmy. Um, I think Jimmy was bang on there. It is disappointing, although perhaps not altogether unsurprising because I think uh, we've seen time and time again that regardless of the goodwill, only one thing really triumphs in the end, and that is the money that they can make. And so faced with the reality, these Aussie sides, that they can make more money out of having their games at home and not coming across to New Zealand and doing the feel-good thing, they've got bottom lines. And so in that regard, I think not altogether surprising but it is really disappointing um and it does probably show that there was maybe a bit of cheap talk going around in terms of the appreciation factor for the Warriors which must be really disheartening as well for Cameron George for that side knowing that during that time they were probably quite buoyed by a lot of that talk particularly the team uh and now knowing that it's actually not resulted in much in spite of the sacrifices they made so yeah really disappointing. Um, also, uh, Kimberly, this morning or the, today at some point, there may well be a lot of emotion at uh, Flushing Meadow because uh, Serena Williams places uh, number two seed Annette Conteve and on seedings you would think that uh, she will get beaten, which will mean the end of uh, Serena Williams' great, great career. Uh, how will she be remembered by Kimberly Downs? Greatest of all time. Uh, one of the most, not one of, the most influential player to have played on a tennis court, male or female, reshaped 
how people view athletes, how people view the game, uh, and how people view athletes as humans as well. Because we can also, you know, it's all very easy, I think, to, to get quite sentimental about these things. She's also had moments in the past that haven't shown her in the greatest light. But that's what makes someone human, and that's what makes someone relatable. And I think she has an unquestionably great legacy that she will leave on the court. I think um, if she was, I mean, if she was to lose in the singles today, she's still got that double with Venus for that one last hurrah uh, that starts tomorrow, I believe. But I do think that we can expect, like you say, a lot of emotion. Certainly, if, if we were to go on with the sheer willpower of the crowd, she would waltz through to the final. Unfortunately, Contevac, she's been playing very well. Like you say, she's the second seed. Serena is 40 years old. The, you, would, you would think, logically, um, that Contevac should be able to make her run around a bit more. She doesn't quite have the same cross-court coverage that she used to uh, and therefore would be able to win. In saying that, I mean, you saw the crowd in her first match, in the first round match that helped pull her through, whether that plays a part and gets on the mind of Conteve and her team at all. Stranger things have happened. I would love to see the fairy tale. I think we would all love to see the fairy tale. I think we'll all be watching with a very keen interest this morning and just appreciating as well, I think, you know, regardless of what happens, just watch and appreciate that we are seeing one of the all-time greats across any sport for the last time. And we've been very blessed as a generation, really, that she has risen to prominence and done what she's done during our time in a way that we've been able to watch and, and go on that journey with her. OK, very high praise there from Kimberley Downs. Uh, it's 10.30. We will take a short break for the news. Uh, James Regan is with us also. We'll come back for part two of the panel very shortly. In the meantime, here is Aroha. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk, talk, talk to me, yeah. Come downs is with us this morning, as is uh, James Regan. And uh, James, um, uh, I guess uh, is your praise is glowing on Serena Williams. So I better give you a shot at this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree with everything that Kim says. I think not just one of the best athletes of all time, but one of the most influential off the court as well. You think of, you know, what Tiger Woods did for golf. Serena has done the same for tennis, uh, and, and it's just. Incredible that we've been able to watch her over the years and, and incredible that she gets to go out at the US Open and, and hopefully, as Kim says, get that fairy tale. It'll be a tough ask, um, but it, it would be one of the most remarkable stories of sport, I think, if she got all the way or even close. Um, she's been amazing to watch and, and, as I say, amazing to see what she's done off the court, especially as her career's progressed as well and what she's, what she's done and an inspiring a new generation of tennis fans and tennis players really can't be um, can't be overstated. I don't think she's she's yeah the, the greatest of all time. Yeah, I, actually, you make a good point there in terms of who she's inspired. And uh, you know, if you look at the drive to get more and more um, uh, black Afri uh, black Americans into tennis uh, and and uh, around the world, then certainly she's been an inspiration for that. Much like the first tee has been in the golf program and Tiger Woods being so instrumental in that. Uh, James, can we just change to boxing now because uh, it's been forever since we've seen Joe Parker in the ring. It's going to happen. It's going to be against Joe Joyce. 
and now we hear it's for an interim WBO heavyweight championship. Yeah, yeah, really um, great news yesterday. It basically, um, it is a bit of a confusing one, but it, it definitely adds to the um, to, to what the fight offers, I guess. I guess. If Joe Parker wins this, he is right in line for a shot at the WBO world title again, and, and he really wants more than anything now to, to be two-time champion of the world. And it's, it's a bit of a shake-up by the WBO. They haven't seen their belt move around as much as they would have liked, been up for grabs as much as they would have liked over the past couple of years. Um, so for them to come out and say, okay, it's for an interim world title now, you get your shot, is, is a great it's a great move for boxing. And hopefully we do get to see that Usyk Fury fight that I think everyone wants to see. But for Joe Parker, it, it's now all on the line and, and this is his chance to, to get a more direct route to a world title so it's great it's great for boxing it's great for Joe Parker hopefully when he hopefully knocks over Joe Joyce he, yep, let's hope he does right uh, come down so I'm reading you out a text uh, there's two things one you have to answer the text and two you have to guess who it's from hi can Kim please give a full rundown of Wellington thumping Taranaki please and does she think that they should have stayed in the second division where they belong? Thanks. Right, uh, you can answer the text and, and you can try and surmise who it's from, if you like. I knew, I knew what was coming as soon as you said I'm going to read you a text, I think. Uh, look, as far as the rundown uh, of the game between Wellington and Taranaki goes, I must confess I was actually on a different story that day. I didn't see the game, and I can only surmise... Uh, that we were absolutely dudded by the rest. So there you go, such is life. Uh, as far as who it's from, there are two options. One is my uh, great starring partner from Wellington, Jamie Wall. Yes. Is that a go? Or? or... Ollie Ritchie. No, I, I, I just wanted to hear who your second one your second one was, but no, you're right, Jamie Wall. It was from Jamie <laughs> Wall, that that noted rugby writer and scribe and very accurate in his assessment. Right, question two regarding Taranaki. Is, is, there, great, is there any possibility, Kim Downs, that uh, in about ooh, 55 minutes' time we have heard that Ian Foster has managed to squeeze two Barretts, two Barretts, and a pair of feta into his back line for Saturday night. What do you think is going to happen? Is that what you've heard, is it? No, I'm just surmising um, that that <laughs> could possibly happen, and from Taranaki's point of view, that would be wonderful. What I would love to see, if, uh, if Stephen Perifeta is not going to make the 23 uh, on the basis that there is a Bowden Barrett returning uh, and Richie is moved back onto the bench, or vice versa, Richie Stance and Bowden is on the bench... I would just like to see one Stephen Perifeta release so that he could actually get more than 50 seconds of rugby this weekend. That would be a real treat uh, for, for those of us following Taranaki's fortunes and probably for him himself. Uh, it would be interesting, though, won't it, when the All Blacks team is named this morning, whether they have been tempted into making more changes or not. I've been thinking about this quite a lot uh, in regards to what changes I actually want to see, because I do think there's something to be said for consistency and allowing a team uh, to fight back as well. And I know there have been a few opinions out there in regards to, you know, whether Dalton Popoletti, who we haven't seen in so long, comes in, uh, even for, for Sam Kane. I think that's wrong. I think Sam Kane at home uh, will be somewhat of a force 
to be reckoned with in Hamilton. Certainly, I hope that is the case uh, for his sake. I would very much like to see, assuming that he's fit enough, Brody Retallick back in at lock and uh, Scott Barrett returning to that sixth jersey. That would be uh, somewhat heartening, I think, to be able to see that experiment continue. But yes, I think... For Stephen Perifetta, honestly, I just, I hope, regardless of who he ends up playing for this weekend, I hope he just gets some decent time. Well, as your great friend uh, Beaver would say, an all-black test is an all-black test, and Stephen Perifetta now is an all-black, and certainly he should be in the 23 uh, this weekend, I believe. Anyway, James Regan, what are you expecting in the round 53 minutes' time? Wholesale or retail? Yeah, I think you're probably barking up the wrong tree if you want wholesale changes. I agree with Kim. There's probably something to be said for consistency, but it's not Ian Foster's style to, to make a whole heap of changes either. And there's maybe an argument that the depth isn't there to experiment at the moment in what is such a key game. And they've had these must-win games and, and massive games all year and, and for quite a you know going back to the end of the year tour last year where they can't really afford to blood new players or give them a whole heap of experience because they have to win, which is the bizarre position for the All Blacks to be in. Um, I wouldn't expect wholesale changes. It would be great to see Brody Retallick back. It would be great to see Pirofeta in the 23, but I think with Bowden Barrett coming back as well, it, it kind of speaks for itself what he's likely to do, and, that, and that's likely the same with a couple of guys coming back in from injury. So if you're wanting wholesale changes... Um, maybe this week isn't the week, given that it is such a huge game. Uh, and it's not often we say that when they come up against the tournament, but that's credit to them as well, uh, with how far they've come and, and the job they did in Christchurch last week. So it's very interesting. Another week, another very interesting all day selection, uh, which is great as a fan as well. You know, you love to see a bit more interest in the game. So, yeah, watch this space, but I don't think there'll be too many changes. Watch this space. All right. Kimberly Downs and James Regan have been our panellists this morning. I thank them very much for their input. And uh, like uh, them, I am looking forward so much to this team naming in around about uh, 50 minutes it is now. Uh, incidentally, um, we'll take a short break. When we come back, Logan Swinkles has got a team naming of his own, this time the White Ferns, to tour the West Indies. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.